Welcome to the Your Mission Podcast. Episode one. Episode one. Well, you know, it's a loose one. Oh, nah, you know. One. What was it? What? Was the other one zero? The other one's the other one's zero. We're 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 this is like you know, this is like a software development. <laughs> like the end, the array starts at an index of zero. Right. Yeah, this is like classic uh, comic book numbering yeah this is like okay this is when we were growing up and like you know it was like the time when like they were exploiting like all of us like nerds of our age and they were just like selling like chromium covers and stuff like you had to have right. a zero issue yeah this, you know this is this is uh legit one that <laughs> legit was like, one yeah the other that one was like zero c that one was, was zero good. that one was the ash can that was like the half yeah, issue the ash can. <laughs> all right <laughs> already deep in it so all right so this week's listening well the listening homework for the last couple weeks has been wilco's being there uh solid 1996 double album and we're going to try and cut down into one one disc right this is the two disc one cut two discs one cut i'm very very proud of that, Aubrey Aubrey gets co-credit on that, but um, yeah. I'm very very proud of that idea. So yeah, um, I'll just say that it, it, it's descriptive and yeah, whatever the other <laughs> phrase. Let's just roll with out the gate. Like like what's a track? Is there one track that stands out for anybody here? They're like outside of all the other tracks. Is there one track that like you found yourself hitting repeat on or like? wanting to go back to. Toma? Yes, and this is actually kind of a two sides of the same coin, so I'm going to talk about two tracks because you can't stop me, I've already started, but uh, yeah, I mean, somebody's got a mute button maybe, so maybe you can, but so Far, Far Away is the one song from this album that I actually listened to a lot before this assignment, like over the years. I mean, it's been a while, but there was, there was a period of time where I went deep into Wilco and I was mostly into some of the other albums but Far Far Away was one that I liked a lot so I listened to that one a lot but so re-listening to the whole album now I also kind of feel like one of the reasons I like Far Far Away is because it it's kind of like sonically it feels kind of like a hug I like that it also it's kind of like you know like life is hard kind of a thing it's it's a really like wistful like missing you kind of a song and kind of like real you know sad about it i suppose or at least it comes off that way to me so one of the things that i was thinking about when i was listening through to the rest of the tracks was that i think it has a counterpart like a a kind of like the same a different side of the same coin which is Someday Soon seems to be like the counterpart for Far Far Away except for Someday Soon is like the same sentiment but optimistic about it as opposed to like kind of like getting dragged down and Someday Soon is kind of silly in a lot of ways but I think that those are like two very different representations of like the same general you know sentiment in other words I can disagree you, you, th- you, you threw me a curveball because I thought you were talking about out of sight out of mind out of mind out of sight no yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, which... oh, two sides of the same coin. I was like, damn. And but of course, that was way too obvious. <laughs> I was also a little shocked that that was going to be like your one track or your duo. I was like, hmm, I don't know if those are 
don't know if either of those tracks rates that high for me. So yeah. I told you, I told yeah. you there would be some surprise yeah. and or possible ridicule. I think, it's okay. I think yeah. far, far away, like for me is definitely like it, it might, it might be my favorite track on the album, but like, so I guess my history with this record is a little bit interesting from the standpoint of like just for me like i never heard of wilco until i went to college and until i met katie who eventually i married and so i never knew and about any of this like any of the whatever you call alt country anything about any of this stuff jeff tweedy sunvolt uncle tupelo steve earl all that stuff like what I knew as country was like Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, you know, way down yes. yonder on the Chattahoochee and shit like that. And which is fine. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like there's some Garth Brooks songs I like. I mean, you know, like, and I'm not going to lie. There's probably some Alan Jackson songs I like, but it wasn't like. It, you, you don't need to bend over backward. I'm it, sure there's <laughs> one. But like, no, but sincerely, there are some. But I, I don't know, like, you know. It was not the music I was really be supposed to be listening to in that time with the kind of mind state I was as a teenager, right? So, I mean, if I didn't, I don't know if I could say I wrote off country, but it was like very, very uncool. And like, like certainly whatever the mainstream version of it was, was like not something I was super interested in, right? So I go to college, you know, and I meet Katie, and Katie introduced me to all this stuff like Ryan Adams, Whiskey Town, Steve Earle. And then all the, like, kind of alt-country, like, godfathers, right? Like, the country rock guys, like, Graham Parsons, like, Towns Van Zandt. And then, like, some of the old country guys that, like, were also kind of predecessors to all this stuff, like Merle Haggard, Ed Willie, and all that. So, that was my education. And Wilco was, like, I think at the time, this was before Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. So, like, I was listening, so, like, what Katie was really into was Summer Teeth and this album and she was less into this album than the Sunvolt album which we can talk about a little bit later the first one called Trace but I have very very fond and, and kind of like wonderful memories of listening to this record and like Far Far Away is like one of those like songs that you play like it is like I think describing it like a hug is like really interesting because like I just remember listening to a song like super late at night, like, you know, you know, kind of laying in bed super late at night, like, you know, kind of feeling mellow. Right. And uh, so, so for me, like, for me, I, I, I agree that this song is like maybe one of my favorite and it's actually a little bit more like uncle Tupelo. It's a little more of their old school sound, but yeah. I really love their old school sound. Yeah. It's actually a little bit. It's of all the songs I think maybe on here. It it's it sounds very J for R to me. It's the most of all of them. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah, it's 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 that it's a really nice blend. Like I feel like it was that sweet spot of Uncle Tupelo for sure, where it's like the perfect amount of like slag, rap steel, a little bit like forlorn, but. also the kind of song that like you can't help yourself but sing it or hum it there's so many different pieces of this that like i it'll be months between listening to a wilco album 
you know, years between listening to this one. Yeah. And I'll still, you know, walk through the house, like, with the opening line. It's just, like, perfectly in my register that makes me happy. And, like, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it is certainly... The hug makes a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of pieces of this album that are uh, kind of a warm yeah. But, like, in a, com- like a, a comfort kind of a, like, a, they're there. Like, yeah, life is hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, for me, I think my history with this is... I think I got turned on to this whole we're gonna keep using the term alt country if for nothing else but continuity but i got turned on to all this post yankee hotel foxtrot um, oh yeah yeah that was like my intro to wilco and then digging into the rest of wilco and then uncle tupelo and whiskey town and like it's just yeah the jayhawks and so that's another that's another all these this Great. Is, man, dude, dude, there's some beautiful songs. Jayhawks have some beautiful and songs. I, I'm fascinated that it comes the Midwest. Like, like it feels like such a, like, perfect, like, South country. Like, like South Carolina, sunny day. Like, that's the kind of country this sits as in my head. And it's so crazy it comes out of, like, you know, Chicago and... Yeah, I think Chicago was like the hub for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But like the bands came from a lot of different places, and then, like, because it couldn't be Nashville, right? Like, mm. <laughs> like that was well, there was work. there was too much money to be made by Jack, right? Oh, yeah, but yeah. but you know, I grew, all of us growing up in West Virginia, like country music was a no no. Like it just like you couldn't you couldn't be cool and then dig into the country. I mean, radio. it's like like for me, it's and, like it's not even that it's a no no. It's just like it was cheesy. The shit that I listened to was like so cheesy. Sure. I say, yeah. well, my thing with that is that I I'm like I'm assuming I'm like the you know yeah you guys live you both lived in town so you didn't have this problem but I rode a school bus for like an hour in the morning and an hour on the way home and the whole time there i was subjected to like the worst top five country hits and it really like soured me just i just i think it was more that i was just indignant that i was being made to like i was just constantly being given the worst examples at a time when we were all like trying to absorb whatever music we could get our hands on like a sponge that just Mm -hmm. felt like a slap in the face um, yeah, I, I resented yeah, being forced. <laughs> what, when I was in Petersburg, I, I had a bus ride. It was only like maybe twenty minutes, but uh, it's enough to get in enough of that crap country man. that you know it just it's like it like undermines your good taste because it sticks in your head in a really like in like insidious way. Yeah. Twenty minutes, man. What I wouldn't give to be spat at I, in the face. Oh, I know. All, yeah. all to be shackled right side I'm kidding. Up. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I mean, kidding. Um, so, so it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the school bus thing, right? Because, like, I, yeah, I, I also rode the bus a little bit, you know, as soon as I could get a car or get a ride. That was it. But, like, I in Miami when I was growing up, I had a long-ass, like, bus ride. And, like, there's a reason I know. Like, there's some songs from that time. This is, like, late 80s, early 90s that like I just know because of the bus ride and the bus driver he was really into like R&B so like like but like a old school like Luther Vandross so like <laughs> I know way too much about the music of Luther Vandross in the 80s for like you know basically an, a white person to like 
<laughs> like honestly come by uh, but like and also also I don't know if you guys remember this song it, it's called it's by Benny Mardonis it's called Into the Night do you guys remember this song I mean neither of those things is <laughs> it's, uh, okay, it's like is a memory if trigger I but could uh, fly, yeah. I pick you up take you into the night no <laughs> And show I mean, you, it, it, dude. I know that it's like, like wired into my brain. I don't know that. Maybe that was just that time. It was just like a top ten hit. I, I don't know what what was going on, but I, I also I think like the medley or the melody for that is like forever oh. and ever. Uh, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not. Whatever <laughs> you were just singing was like it was such a yeah. It's I, also I highly. It's also it's not age well. It's a highly problematic song. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the song he's talking about how she's 16. It's just like, you know. Oh. I mean, Steely Dan, at least it was 19, right? I mean, just you know, yeah. All right, so, yeah. <laughs> the Steely Dan theme continues on episode one. <laughs> but anyway. So, just to hop real quickly back to... Yeah. I, I said that it sound, it reminded me of Jay Farrar, and yeah. um, I actually have a specific example of that that I mean. He Jay Farrar had... I'm less familiar, maybe, with the Sunvolt catalog at this point and maybe not at all anymore I used to be but mm -hmm. he has a song from like a live album called Cahokian which is I think where it, it really is like a hell of an example of slide guitar done right in a world where there's so many examples of it done wrong no it's hey, there you go yeah it's, it's a, he's actually a solo on that I think but if you want to know where I'm getting that from this is it and if you yeah, like skip me Skip maybe like. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you got a his live version. I've, Is it I'm. Is a little more lively. Sure. No, the live version has like the really like good sounding like slide, and I have to confess I don't think I've ever listened to this version. Maybe it does too. I don't know. Well, look. This I is that perfect sound. Dude, like, I, I that love that first Sunvolt album. I'm not gonna lie, I love. I think it's perfect, man. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Like there are songs yeah, yeah. on there that, like, you know, are songs that are with me like forever, right? Like, at Tear Stained Eye, like, still listen to that song like right now. Uh, it's just such a beautiful little ballad. Yeah. I've, it's it's funny. I've seen Wilco in concert one time. It was at this like big I can't remember the name of the festival but it was like a big I think maybe it was like Chicago Summerfest I don't know something like that but it was right when Yankee Hotel Foxtrot came out and I was actually visiting Katie and she was just her parents were living in like Northwest Indiana at the time so we went we went to see the show and it was like amazing it was beautiful it was like super cool I've seen Sunvolt four times I've seen them in Philly twice I've seen them in Albuquerque twice. Or, well, one time it was at this, like, kind of fake shit-kicker bar in Albuquerque. I think it's called the Dirty Bourbon. And then <laughs> the other time was at the Santa Fe Opera House. And it was them, oh. it was them and Nico Case. Wow. Shit. You're somebody I haven't thought about in a minute. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, no, that, al that first album, I mean, I've listened to some of their other stuff and it's cool, but that first album, boy, it's perfect. And... I think that part of the thing about this album is like, from what I remember, AM came out, their Wilco's first album, then Trace came out, and Trace was like, just, you know, great reviews, everyone loved it, it's like a beautiful album, and AM kind of felt like a little slight, right, in comparison. And 
And so I think with this album, it was kind of like go for broke, try to do something different, try not to sound like that, right? Like move forward sure. in some kind of way. And I think a big part of it is like they got this guy, Jay Bennett. So was this the first Jay Bennett? This is the first uh, Jay Bennett album. That's what I was thinking. Cause man, like there's some great like abstract sonic sounds that Misunderstood. come out of this. Right. And like, yeah, yeah. Well, and, first and, track. Yeah. Misunderstood. So, all right. Let's use that as a transition mm-hmm. and get back to kind of going over. So now that we've kind of kind of loosely touched base on everything we can think of on this. Hopped all I over mean, the place. I that's good. Go that's, that's all good. Yeah, yeah. That's great. It's a good intro. So let's let's cut to like, let's do some albums. Like, let's go over what our track lists are. Yeah. And and yeah. So how many so how many tracks, first of all? Who who had how many tracks on there? Oh, I was going to say, my lame ass had to Google how many tracks are in an EP, and then Google unhelpfully said anywhere from three to ten, just as long as it's half an hour. And I was like, oh, word. So I guess I'll go with half an hour. So I ended up with a total of eight. Nice. Okay. Okay. I will will have you all know that it's exactly 29 minutes and 30 seconds. Damn, okay. Beautiful. So I, I did just... I did, and my cut was like the equivalent of like a full-length album. So I did not pay attention to the EP restriction. And yeah. so my well, cut, was, I, which is fine, I mean, whatever. Yeah, my, yeah, my I, cuts, I, think, I think the understood thing was to have kind of just like a one, full album or an EP. Or just one, di- one disc, one, one disc, something. Yeah. So, yeah. so my cut is 12 songs, and it's only 12 because like I felt like if I put 13 or 14 or something it's just like what am I actually what what is the exercise I'm actually trying to do here because I there's there there like I had to like add one song it was 11 and I was like no I can't leave that song out so mine is 12 right minus 12 it has is this, there an order yeah sure so okay. track one track one is like the like, okay, so if, if, you know, it's a double album, if it was a, it, I think it was a four, four disc vinyl. So the, the, basically the opening side, the opening song from the second side or from the third vinyl disc, Sunken Treasure. So that's my opening track. I think Sunken Treasure has like a lot of the pieces of why this album is great and why like it made, like it charted a different course for them and like made them like great it's got some of the kind of weird sonics it's got like they're kind of like you know sort of sad kind of vibe it some of the lyrics are like kind of i don't know what's the word like a little sort of mean and dejected which i feel like is a trademark of jeff tweedy experience at this time at this point in time yeah it seems that way (laughs) so my track two was hotel arizona Track three is Someday Soon. Track four, Say You Miss Me. One song I do want to talk a lot about is uh, track five, which is Out of Sight, Out of Mind. So in the after party, we should definitely watch the video because this is the only music video that was made from out of this album. There is actually yeah. a music video for this. Had, again, I hadn't even gotten around. So, okay, this was the only like single. This was like the charting single. Again... Did you ever see this shit on MTV? I, like, I don't remember ever seeing anything like this on MTV, and I don't, I don't no, know. No, yeah, like, I, it just, I don't know. Oh, there was a period of time where like I could not turn on MTV without the Out of Sight music video being on. 
Like it yeah. was all over the place. How the hell did we miss yeah. that? Like I know I, I have no idea. It was a hit. I honestly think that it was like I just happened to have like that three months of MTV we had before my mom like gave up. I think it was just perfectly timed. It's a, okay. I love this song. It's like, it's like they're. I know it's like okay. In 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 this song, I hear the replacements. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I hear mm-hmm. like a little bit of like kind of like Stones sort of boogie, and like I hear like the dirtier version of a, like a bunch of songs that came out around the mid nineties, like. I don't know. Like I hear, like this song is like got the attitude that like fucking like spin doctors like wish it had. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. There's yeah. something like perfect '90s pop in the core melody of this that like really like in a world you know where co- if college radio would have been a little bit of a bigger thing around the nation, yeah, this would have blown. Like or had this been like ten years later. Like I think it would have gotten a lot more airplay. Like, I hear it's like just, it's a nice meld. I hear like a little Tom Petty too, mm-hmm. and so yeah, like you know, so yeah, this t- totally is the single. Like it's the right one to be the single, right? Like it's yeah, catchy. It's just fun. I mean, you know, it's fun. Like like we were talking about Buddy Holly, right? It's like we've heard Buddy Holly like five bazillion fucking times. Ryan will not be able to listen to it one more fucking time. Sure, I I appreciate that. <laughs> but also, I'd appreciate not making this Buddy Holly for that exact. <laughs> no, no, no. But what I'm saying is like, we, so we, but but here's the thing: it's like I haven't listened to this song nearly as much as I listen to Buddy Holly, and it's like fun. Like just like I listen to it, I'm like yeah. it's like it brings a smile, right? Like it makes me smile. And I think yeah, the music I, video. I, yeah. We'll watch the music video later, and I think that that's gonna it's gonna do the same thing. And, and and I agree. I I think that's one of the I, and I'll I, I can talk more on it later. But that's one of the most like it, yeah. I, this album comes across as like a little disconnected between the tracks at times, and like this and the connection to some of the other tracks are like it is the single. Like right? like it is a great pop rock single, but. There are so many songs on here that are not trying to be a pop rock single that it's like it, 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 they they don't always they're not so cohesive sometimes. So this is like okay, I, this is like the dirty version of like the Goo Goo Dolls, like you know sure. what I mean? Like which is yeah. also another band that was like very influenced by the Replacements, or at least they say that, right? There's so many songs on this album that if like that was the song that pulled you in. And you listen to the rest of the album, you'd be like, "All right, so there's like three or four bangers on here." Right, exactly. Yeah, like the rest right. of it is going to take some time. But and that's the interesting thing about it being a two, two yeah. disc album is, yeah. So so like okay so, I'm gonna skip. So that's my track five. I'm gonna skip to right, my yeah. track ten, which is, the other song, "Out of Mind, Out of Sight," right? right. Which is another take on this song which I love, right? And why do I love it? Because it sounds like the fucking Beach Boys. Like, it's like they switched, like, it's like they went, like, pet sounds, Beach Boys pet sounds. Like, like the way they sing it, the instrumentation. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, again, same good song, just, like, a really cool, creative, different take, right? Well, and, and it's the purity of that, like, perfect pop sound is that you can take this same bouncy song and completely flip the melody 
and it's still bouncy, just in a new way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so so for me, like, I don't know. That's that's. See, this is the thing. Like, this is the thing about Sunvolt. This is my grand statement on the Sunvolt will go thing, right? I love Sunvolt. I love Jay Farrar's music. He writes some beautiful songs. There's no doubt about it. But the thing about Wilco is they don't give a fuck, man. They will try all sorts of different sounds. He doesn't care. He just doesn't care. And if you listen to each of their albums over time, over the last 20 years, they always are switching it up. They're always trying something a little bit different. And I can't say the well, same thing for Sunvolt. I just and they've can't. Gotten- They've got Nels Klein playing with them now, and he's he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like the folk rock Tom Morello, and the sounds that he gets out of his guitar, it's like, what the hell is this man doing? Amazing. The, on that subject, I have been to one Wilco concert in my life, and it was in Charlottesville, and I actually drove there by myself to just attend a Wilco concert by myself. Yeah. No one else came with me. Nice. But Nels Klein had just joined on, and he was playing there. Nels Klein, if y'all didn't know, is a fucking giant. He is so tall that like the bottoms of his pants like come down halfway to his calves. He is so tall. I so, see, just that I'd throw that in there because that matters. I saw. I, I saw him. Interesting. Well, go ahead. Interesting go ahead. child choice, t- style choice of uh, incredibly tall people in leprechaun. So, <laughs> I, I, I saw. I actually saw him solo. At Johnny Brenda's this uh, bar in Philly in awesome. Fishtown, probably like last year I was in Philly. So yeah, he's he's awesome. He's yeah, great. He's amazing. I so okay so, so anyway back 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 to the back back to like back yeah, to my yeah. playlist back back to back to the back to the track. Yes, far okay. So far far away is my track six. We talked about that. Someone else's song track seven. Dream, okay. I do want to talk about the song Dream Are My Dreams, which is like the closing track of the album. Okay. Yeah. I like that you put it like part, like three quarters of the way through your your album. It ends up in the same, kind of the same place in my album. I like that. So, I, okay. You know, the, 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 the cliche a question that everyone gets asked, right, is like if you're a fan of rock and roll, right, are you like Beatles or are you Stones? Right, like I mean, we've heard that. I mean, I don't know. That's it's just. I mean, it's just, I'm not. I'm both, but like, you know, it's a sort of shitty cliche question you hear all the time, right? Sure. If, it's a if, if someone, it's, it's a shorthand. If someone were to, you know, put a gun to my head, let's say, and say, "Okay, hey man, all right, you got to pick well, we're one." We're on cliches, right? I'm gonna say Beatles. I'm gonna say Beatles, and. It's not because I don't love the Stones, but at the end of the day, like some of the Beatles songs, like I just feel in my heart a little bit more. And Dream Are My Dreams, to me, feels like it's one of those songs that's like Exile and, you know... Exile and Main Street. Yeah, I have that written down. Exile and Main Street, like... I all of these as like Wilco Channel Somebody. Right. That one... I they totally. were channeling Exile on Main Street. Yeah, and so yeah. like I'm I'm like a little like like it's a cool song, it's a catchy song, but like I almost kind of just in the back of my mind I feel like it's it's like a little derivative because like the song's not like soup like the melody isn't like super strong. Like it's like the arrangement is like the thing and like the boogie and the groove and like the band playing and like the false end and like beginning again, right? And all that shit. Yeah. That's like the thing of the song, but like the song itself is just kind of like, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't do a ton for me. 
And so to me, like, it's a little derivative of like that in a way that like maybe like, you know, you might argue the same thing about like out of mind, out of sight that Beach Boys take or whatever. But for me, like, I love the song. Right. And it's just like a cool, interesting take on the song. Sure. So I don't know well, that I love, love Dreamer My Dreams as a song. I, I do love like how it kind of falls apart and just <laughs> like feels I, I like lo- big and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked its role in the tracks on the album. Like instead of having more like straight depressing country tracks, like they threw this thing in and it, it yeah, I, I think it's a really good choice for yeah so okay so then the next one I have is The Lonely One which is another one of those sad country songs but like I just fucking love it it sounds beautiful the next one I said Out of Mind Out of Sight track 11 is Red Eyed and Blue which is another sad one I in general if I'm gonna make a mix and like it's if it's like a band like this I, I kinda like to let it sort of trail off into sort of sadness <laughs> like it, always, it yeah. almost always okay. feels right and like, yeah. and like, to me, my closer is misunderstood, which is the opener, okay. right? Yeah. So my closer is misunderstood because, like, I feel like everything else is just sort of, you know, crack. Like misunderstood is like the sort of everything crashing in, and like, so while it's like it functions really well in the album as an opener because it's like their it's Wilco's like flag, you know, flag in the sand, like we're different. This yeah, ain't yeah. fucking Uncle Tupelo. This ain't, you know, Sunfall. Yeah. For me, like, it's like, it's again, it's one of those, like, okay, it's got, it's got kind of a lot of these interesting pieces that make this album stand out, and it all kind of collapses in on itself. End of, that, end yeah. of cut. It's a perfect closer, though. It, it really is a perfect closer because, you know, I, when I was looking at length limits, I was like, man, I could... I could take half that song, like you know, lose the slow half, but keep the the part where Jeff Tweedy gets angry, which is is fun. <laughs> um, you know, like get angry, Jeff Tweedy. But you know, imagine like how you could just you know that that's like the perfect thing to like you know kick over your fucking drum set and walk off on. You know, that's perfect. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. exactly. I think they do play that as a closer sometimes at their shows, from what I understand. So, yeah, so that's my cut. I mean, the only thing I'll add to this record is, I mean, fuck, I love this record, man. Like, it's it's just, it. I think for me, it's also like a happy time in that time of like, you know, like getting to know somebody and, you know, also, but also learning. Like learning and sort of just having your mind expanded like to different kinds of stuff that you, you probably had your mind shut to. Ooh. And uh, so, so for me, yeah. it's all like beautiful. Yeah, I, I think that that line's really good. Like, I think my mind was shut to a lot of the like space that this album plays in, and this was one of the albums that like definitely was able to pull me back into that in a way that yeah leaves me satisfied still. Toma, Alonzo, run real quick through your. I think I'm missing one or two, and I'm trying to keep tally on how many we agree on here. Okay, number one, sucking. So oh wait, no, never mind. Lewis is keeping track. Never mind. No, that's Alonzo keeping. Oh, that's, that's keeping me. Track. That's oh. me. Yeah. Someone besides me has already taken care of this. Is is my point? All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jenny. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready for your cut. Ready? Yeah. For let's mine? hear yours. Yeah. Okay. I had eight total, mm-hmm. and started with "Far, Far Away" as the opener. Nice. 
and for the reasons I already discussed, then switches directly into Someday Soon because I feel like those are uh, the, the first one's like the sadder expression of that. And the second one is, you know, the more happy slash optimistic, like, yeah, like someday, like, and it's not going to be that fucking long. Whereas, you know, far, far away is like, it's been too long. So, so Alonzo and I talked about that one a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. Does that, so not to bury the lead, I'm just to get right out. That is Octopus's Garden, like, yeah. in my head. So, like, <laughs> the melody of that and, like, the way that that song plays with, like, kind of silly, happy. Mm. I don't know. It's, it plays the I, same chords I had on the my same, nerves. I had the same. I like, like it. When Ryan I like mentioned, it a lot. When Ryan mentioned that, I was like, fuck, like, how? I was like, no, 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 we got to save this for the pod. Because, like, that's literally exactly the same thought I had. I was like, Okay, I'm kind of getting like an octopus garden sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah, it, it did not occur to me before. Now I will say, now that you brought it up, I I see that I will agree they got the same vibe. But I will say that I don't like octopus's garden. No, and I yeah. love this song. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, 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 and actually, it's, but you're right. There's it's got that much same... more to this version. Like to yeah. this, there's so much more depth and like. Sure. Well, and also it doesn't have Ringo Starr, which is like, you know, a plus. So, 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 here's the thing about, I I have a story about Octopus Guard. Just briefly tell it. I I was at a, there was a party I was at in college my freshman year. And the, like, the, I went in, we were like, you know, I was like, you know, it was was a college party, you know, a lot of, a lot of weed, a lot of drinks, a lot of, a lot of other stuff. And the, like for some reason, someone was playing. I, what's what? What album is Octopus Garden on? Is it on? You had to do that. It's Fuck. not on Mystery. No, 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 no. Or... It's later. I can't remember. I can't remember which one it's on. I can't remember which one it's on. But anyway, the point is, and it got stuck on Octopus's oh. Garden. Oh, it's on Abbey Road. It's on Abbey Road. It got stuck in Octopus's Garden on repeat, and, like, the person who... They were playing it through a computer, and the person who owned the computer was, like, nowhere to be found. And, like, you know, people, like... So, like, eventually, like, somebody was like, well, let's just turn the speaker down, and they did, but then there was no music. And, like, then it was weird. So then they put the music back up, and, like, I got so wasted at this party... And so, like, just, and then, like, so forever in my mind, me being kind of, like, half, like, sick and sort of, like, just, you know, like, intoxicated with Octopus's Garden on repeat one, like, over and over and over again. And so, like, Octopus's Garden actually, it makes, like, it, I hear, like, I've, like, it's like a Pavlovian, like, I hear the song and, like, I start getting, like, ill, like, (laughs) like, 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 nauseous. (laughs) So. You know that may that story may be unique, but that experience may not be. <laughs> so so yeah no so no this song way fucking better than Octopus's Garden. In the what's oh god what's his name shit I the comedian shit this is so bad I I know exactly the um, Chris what's that dude's name God the the what's new Pussycat episode at the diner no. Mm, not you, yeah, you have hit on a level of obscure knowledge that uh, <laughs> oh, does not. Oh, comedian! I know his name. God, why can't I think of it right now? Um, like you, you said a number of things that sounded familiar, but not in that context. 
<laughs> yeah, Wait. what's a pussy guy? I know that. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Oh. That I know. I'm blanking on his name and it's ridiculous because he's fucking famous and I've been talking about him so much lately. But the point being is that he and his friend go to a diner and they put a shit ton of money in the jukebox and they play What's New Pussycat for every song. And and it's an amazing, you know, he just describes, it's the best meal I ever ate, I think is how how I, Jesus Christ. I'm going to kick myself when I remember his name. There's there's um, some real nihilism. Well, when uh, he describes how, you know, song by song or, uh, you know, play of What's New Pussycat by What's New Pussycat as uh, the whole diner just devolves into inhumanity. And then in the middle of it, they threw on a, they changed it, you know, one song and then it, everyone got relieved and then it went right back into What's New Pussycat. Yeah. So, so I, I used to do a similar thing at a bar in Philly where they had like a jukebox and... It was one of those like it, like at the time it was like very novel, but it was one of those where like you could play like, you know, a mil- it was digital and you could play like a million songs, right? And so what I would do is like each song, I think each play was like fifty cents. So I put in a dollar and then I play, Aqualone by Jethro Tull, oh, nice, and then I play nice. Inagata De Vida, and <laughs> and basically get like an hour of like an hour yeah. of jukebox listening like a real a dollar. <laughs> sure. It was fucking John Mulaney, and I knew that. Okay. I knew that. Uh, I'm yeah. very disappointed yeah. in myself. I knew it sounded familiar, but... But you should both go uh, listen to that retelling, because you'll it's amazing. You'll love it. Okay. All right. So track, track three. Track three. Track three. All I'm right. Sorry. No, I, I got derailed somehow. All right. Track three. <laughs> track three was actually out of sight, out of mind. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. Um, track four was red-eyed and blue. Track five was actually Hotel Arizona. Do we want to talk about that? Like, Hotel oh, that Arizona. was one of yours, too. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. No, it, spoilers. So, it makes it onto all. Yeah, well, that's. I figured we could, it, once I got through my list, if there were ones we hadn't already discussed, I would discuss them. Yeah. So I will say this for this song. The lyrics are like... I kind of was rolling my eyes at them, not going to lie, oh. to the extent that I listened to them, which wasn't a lot. But I felt but, that way about most of this album. Yeah. Do we want to like, talk about the lyrics on this album? Like, there's yeah, not much I there. I don't know what they mostly so, are. It's okay. They're, they're words and they take up space melodically. And on Jeff Tweedy's part. And that's okay. But I just feel like it works better for the slow songs, you know? It was, anyway. It was the 90s. We were all going through some shit. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. In all fairness to him, I mean, we were all using inner navels. That's fair. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't feel the need to talk, talk a lot about it. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, like if you look, I, I mean, if you look, good. like you, you just, there's just not much. Like, like these songs are like three or four minute songs, five minute songs, and yeah. like, there's like three verses. Like the verses are like super short. Like there's a couple mm-hmm. choruses. Yeah. Yet somehow some of the tracks feel like they go on way too long. Yeah. So I will say that Red Eyed and Blue, which was my number four, is I had that one marked down as Wilco channels George Harrison. To the extent that anybody wants to know what I thought they were channeling. Okay. Uh, Number three, which is Monday, which did not make my list, was Wilco channels John Cougar Mellencamp. Which yeah. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun listening to that and making that observation to Chris. We had fun, even though it's not my favorite. And then, yeah, so I had Hotel Arizona. I had next, I Got You at the End of the Century. Oh, okay. Nice. Which, which, you know, 
this these couple, Hotel Arizona and I got you are in the same kind of boat for me. Like they're just kinda like I don't know, can I say that they bop? I mean they just bop. You know, they're they're like good. They're kind of in that category of like, you know, I don't love them, love them. Like, I'm not going to have a fight about them with anyone. But when they're on, I'm just like, yeah, like this is, you know, I'm I'm head bopping. I'm doing my thing. Yeah, yeah. And then seven was misunderstood for mostly the reasons I touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love that, you know, for half of that song, Jeff Tweedy finally gets angry. Instead of just being sad, he finally like, you know, goes there. And I, I enjoyed that, you know? So, it, it was like the Burger King commercial where they're like, get angry on you, and you're like, I was just encouraging Jeff Tweedy. Oh. Can we compare this, can we compare Misunderstood to opening track of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, which I believe is I'm, yeah. trying, I'm trying to break your heart? Because like, I think there's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Like, the song kind of I falls wonder- apart with like, you know, noise and all sorts of weird stuff going on. Right, and it's like he's raising his voice, and there's like scratchy Jeff Tweedy yelling, which I enjoy. I think it's nice. Well, and and to be fair, like if you compare the two and you think about the way the two albums play out, like it it's a planting of a flag. But this album kind of disappoints on that flag planting, if that's what you're gonna look. Whereas like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot just makes it the whole way through with that same kind of sonic attitude, it's, it kind of rectifies opening the album. That's a, that's an interesting observation because like you're right, like Misunderstood kind of stands alone in some ways, right? Like it's like a it's like the potential like it's like the thing that they're going to become and going to embrace, but like yeah, at the end well, of the day, and they then don't... and then Jeff Tweedy's going to reject it couple albums right he's gonna come back to it right and like but but like at the end of the day they're like they don't they don't really like deliver on those that that kind of song like the rest of the song is basically like you know them fucking around in cool ways but like kind of still solidly more in like the pop sort of arena yeah i think i think the wilco of my dreams involves someone climbing on top of it right piano and like grabbing the strings and detuning it actively in the song mm. and this you know misunderstood has that right in the way that makes me happy okay what's your last w- cut track my last song is actually the second one besides misunderstood that i actually had listened to a lot before years before even it was on a playlist at some point why would you want to live and i will say even though i don't like to talk about lyrics very much i will say like man has that just really become like relevant and timely you know all of a sudden it's really come come full circle that that song is yeah that song is my closer too nice yeah it's beautiful and like i feel like the last couple tracks of the second disc uh dreamer my dreams and why would you want to live like mm-hmm. like Man, they close also, this so well. And also, this has like hands down in my in, for my money the fucking banjo part. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, one of the things that this was really reminding me of Grizzly Bear. Yeah, yeah. A, like this song is very like proto Grizzly Bear. So you know what? Something else I thought of is like does like does like Kurt Vile exist without Wilco? Right, like, yeah, for sure. Does Kurt Vile yeah. exist without Neil Young? No, but does he exist without Woko? I think 
or even John Fahey, who I know he's like said multiple times was kind of like his his guitar like idol sort of in like that style anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think Wilco has a lot. Like in in my opinion, it doesn't have a lot in terms of inspiring the artist. It may have something more to do in terms of like the transition of an audience towards a sound. I yeah. think like like in terms of consuming this type of music, this there's definitely a thread that leads to Kurt Vile. But in terms like if Kurt Vile were to talk about his, I doubt Jeff Tweedy is anywhere on his. That's interesting. I'm with you, but I also do think I do think it's definitely a gateway band for sure. Even if it wasn't sure. in his mind, yeah. it's you know obviously I listened to Wilco and then loved Kurt Vile, so I think there's something yeah. definitely. Think about, think yeah, about they, Kurt they Vile. definitely hit the same thing. Think, think about Kurt Vile for me is like he does operate at this weird sort of intersection of like Tom Petty, Stones, Melancamp. You mentioned John Cougar Mellencamp earlier, and there's something like. There's something like Diet Diet Springsteen yeah. about like like Mellencamp and Kurt Vile and the War on Drugs. Yeah. Like, so so think, like there's so, there's th- there are things that play in that space. So think, that's the thing about Springsteen that like we could I, we'll have to do a Springsteen album at some point. But like that would be good. My Springsteen yeah. my Spring, Springsteen hand is like I'm folding. Like, it's not <laughs> my like, sp- it's so not I good. I know I'm very familiar and that's because of Katie. And that's because so let me just say just put it to you like this. The face you're making Jenny is the same face that I would make. Uh, like it really like I like for me like Springsteen's like born in the USA like who the fuck cares, right? And but there are some great I mean he's done I can't believe that you wouldn't like like Nebraska for example like to me I know I think I know you I think you really love like his album Nebraska so in my defense let me very quickly say Mm -hmm. I actually do like some 80s Springsteen I am there's a small collection of songs that like my dad had all his albums uh, and I I do actually like that era Mm -hmm. I am less on his bard type stuff, but I am open to suffering through it and seeing if I'm wrong. I'm I think I think you loved. I I think you'll like. I think you'll like Nebraska. And like for me, like even Born in the USA, like the album, I really don't like Born in the USA the song. And oh so no no! I, mm-hmm. I, I skipped that song, but the rest of the I like album, Tunnel of Love actually. Which I, I, I couldn't even tell you what album that's on. Tunnel of Love. It's on Tunnel of Love. I I think that was his, that was the album oh. that came out. Well, after. there you go. But there like, but that Born in the USA album, like after Born in the USA, mm-hmm. there's some songs on there, on like No Surrender. There's a bunch that were just like, fuck, man, they're they fucking, yeah. they're great songs, you know. But we should we should do like, a Springsteen one. But that's kind of the interesting thing about like if we talk about the split of like Uncle Tupelo, mm-hmm. like Sunvolt, you know, Jay Farrar heads in like a very like. They both do Americana, right? Like mm-hmm. Jay Farrar just goes more Dust Bowl, mm-hmm. and and Jeff Tweedy goes more Springsteen. It's an interesting like. It was an in, it was a really interesting band when pieces were together, and then when they were kind of freed of each other, it even like it just became this whole. Other. Oh so, yes, the, the John Cougar Mellencamp Wilco. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. This is actually, this works well as a transition point to my list okay. because Monday fucking made it on my list. Okay. Um, 
So, this is totally, you're totally, dude, you're totally right. This is the I, cougar song on the fucking album. Right. Man. And you know what? Like, there's just With something the about the. There's something horns about the in here, y'all. There's horns later on. I'm just yeah, saying. No. That, that's like. Yeah. Fixing his fam with the left arm pan is like a hilarious. Like, it's a good example of why, like, Tweety's, like, his, his lyrics. It's like it's like a phrasal lyricism. Like he gets these like golden phrases that like it feels like some of the rest of the song built around. But yeah, this I love Monday. All right, so all right, what do you got? All right, so opening track is misunderstood for reasons we've discussed. It's yeah. that flag planting. It like right. melts down in all the right ways. Yeah, it disappoints in terms of like delivering for the entirety of the album, but I love Misunderstood as an opener. Mm -hmm. uh, I have Forget the Flowers because I really like it as kind of a sappy That's like, the song that, that I had to cut out and I do like that song a lot. Um, I, yeah. I have that one marked as Wilco Channel's Arlo Guthrie. Yeah. I see that no, completely. That's, that's, I, and 100% like, yeah, it makes me happy to um, hear it. Yeah. yeah, coming into Los Angeles, Woody Arlo Guthrie, just to be specific, that's exactly what I what I yeah. what I picked up from that one. Yeah. So then, after Forget the Flowers, I've got Monday, which is this track, and then from Monday we go into Hotel Air, and then I've got a track that you guys haven't put up yet, which is Kingpin. Ah. Yeah. I. Yeah. AKA uh, Wilco channels the band. I have I have description for all of you. Kingpin is such a solid track. Like, I as I was starting to cut things down, yeah, like the first like 15, 20 seconds, like ah, I think I might have to go, and then I never thought it again for the rest of the time. So, so Ryan, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but someone put that same hypothetical gun to your head, Beatles Stones. You're gonna say Stones. I mean, I think the me of now would probably say stones yeah. yeah like like the me of you know 1996 or whatever would say beatles yeah but like i've also i've now had another 20 years of listening to the beatles yeah and the problem is the catalog is limited enough that like with the stones i can find a lot and plus i just like that rock i love that rock groove so much more yeah more often Right, yeah. like, I'm not the forlorn teenager that I was, that like went to sleep listening to like Rubber Soul on a record player with no speaker. Right, like, you know, I'm I I want the rock and roll, and this this some delivers. A, some of us grew out of that, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still there. I'm still there. No, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, it's not it's, it's not a matter it, of either or for me, man. I I look I look at yeah. all man. I didn't drown that guy in the bathtub. He's right. still very much alive. Right, like, right. Uh, you know, it's just like nowadays it's more stones. Like I'm in a stones kick. I'm in a Ramones kick. No, I, I got kick. it. Like, I got it. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. And, and you know, like, again, like this is a great album. Like I, I don't hate any yeah. of these damn songs. Like yeah. all these songs like work for me on some level. There's, there's not, again, this isn't like, like a, a bad song on here. I don't think. There, like, I think some of the things I really enjoy on the tend to be the less polished moments. And Kingpin is just like it is a grimy kind of like foot slapping a dirty bar floor, 
it's so much fun. I can um, tell you right. the band. That's a good call. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, this is this is where the band came in. Yeah. Well and it has that like Take that wah pedal on, on like an organ. Take mm -hmm. a load it's great. <laughs> I just realized what you were doing. Uh, I mean, there's some dumb lyrics in that song, just like so many <laughs> there's others. In all these songs, dude, the, yeah. none of them are safe. That's okay. Statue That's of right. Liberty play. You only get one. Don't throw it away. Like. That's a great phrase, but like it. See, this is probably why I didn't put this nothing. song on my on my playlist. Spinal Tap. No, listen. Last time, this is Wilco's sweater song. They've got just like three word phrases. That's it. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. but sweater song. We've gone. Slash, we've gone right? from like full circle from Weezer's Freebird to Wilco's. Yeah. But, but like Diamond Tap and Spinal Tap sounds like a good night. Like mm -hmm. that sounds fun. Uh, I don't know about all that, dude. That's like, yeah, I was so, say, should, I was like should we do whippets too? Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> nice. uh. So, all right. So, following Kingpin, I've got Dreamer in my dreams. Yeah. And then Sunken Treasure. That is a beautiful uh, so, song. I don't know if we it is. Should we, should, we, should we talk about that one a little bit more? No, yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, I mean, it, I, it is a beautiful song. Like it is, it is stripped down and bare, and the emotions are the same. I like, mean, it, it's so a like lovely little song. Like, you know, there's just something like there's something really just so sad, like sad and like like. Basically, I think the message of the song is just like lower your expectations. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I feel like this, like that, this song really summed up my experience with the album when I first was listening to it. Sunken Treasure was like the kind of like emo bullshit that I was really like feeling at that moment. Yeah, it's, it's it was like good. I think if you if you don't like yourself or if you're in yeah. a moment of not liking yourself. Like it's a song that you can like latch on. Sure. To. It also helps that it's like really pretty song. Right. And and now that's less important. And you know, Kingpin wins out. So Sung and Treasure and then Someday Soon of course. Nice. And then from Sunday Someday Soon to Red Eyed and Blue. And then my last track was Why Would You Wanna Live? Nice. Nice. Yeah. Like, why would you want to live is just like a solid closer. I feel like it really suddenly become a great anthem for 2020. Like, you know, I, I just yeah. do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys were on this tip, but like, I think at some point this week, like, I don't know if it was like between like the, the video I saw of like the kid from Petersburg, like. Oh, like saying like the n-word and, and like all that so i don't know what like if it was that or if it was just like a combination of things but like i started like thinking to myself like do i need to like leave this country like in the next couple of, like like what like what where am i what, like what i mean where am i at, yeah man? you know like where this are we week, i was i was kind of disconnected from all that this week we went camping last weekend and I've kind of made a choice to stay disconnected through this week. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't have that this week, but I've certainly had a lot two years. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, like, I don't, like, I feel like it's the coward's way and, like, this is my home well, and all that stuff, but at the same time, like... You know, I, I think know. I think it's important not to let, not to, I don't know, maybe it doesn't matter that much, 
for one or two of us and a few of us to leave. But like at some point, there's an there's a balance where enough people that feel that way leave and tip the hand of like a huge military power into the hands of the people that we're trying to get away from. Yeah. And then they make that harder to get away from. So, so, also, I yeah. think that with social media now, like something that ordinarily would have been something stupid that three people heard and it never saw the light of day, right. and now yeah. like you're seeing it just because social media exists and everything is everywhere. Sure. So, yeah. it also, I mean, to the extent that you know that that exists and it's getting a bigger audience than it would have ordinarily it's also getting a lot of pushback too i like to try to take take comfort in the fact that there's plenty of people you know being like well that's fucked up um, yeah no for sure yeah, and you know yeah, like, there's there's some stances being taken that are appropriate and like you know that's not the kind of shit that dies in uh daylight for sure like much like what got us here in the first place it's right. like a bad reality tv show that people love to look at a train wreck and yeah i prefer not to look at the train wreck i don't i don't care about like yeah that person doesn't matter in my life so like they're a piece of shit yeah so, so yeah, yeah not to get to like not to get like not to go on too much of a tangent but like it's like for me like you know i'm not you know i lived i lived there i live in west virginia for a while and like lived a bunch of other places in the world but like some of my favorite people in the world some of my some of the people i think are some of the most interesting people i've ever met are from there and so like when Cheers. You, yeah no doubt and so when you see when you see stuff like that it's like am i just lying to my like am i tricking myself you know like because like i just know like like i have this enduring like belief and optimism that like that it could be better it could be different and and like, you know, and that like the sort of ingenuity of people like from there at the end of the day is, is, is going to save that place, you know? Uh, I've kind of had the opposite experience, which is that I have been surprised of like how many people from like that area that I'm like Facebook friends with. I've been shocked to see how some people I haven't even thought about since high school are suddenly like very liberal and I would never have expected that in a million years, you know? Like the kind of people I would have expected to be very much, you know, they're talking our jobs kind of, you know, thing, have surprisingly, they've, I've been surprised pleasantly a little bit. I mean, there's plenty of things I've been disappointed into, you know, for yeah. sure. I, I, think I, I, I think I've said this to you and to others, right? But like... I also feel like, like it's really, really easy like to blame the other side like forever, right? But like it's also I think really important to like look like what, you know, like, you know, I I, I like what are we doing? What are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong that leaves like leaves people like that behind? You know, like I have people like I have people I know, and their dads are on these like platforms, right? And like these are like people. These are, you know, people I, I grew up with, right? And like, you know, dads I grew up with, right? <laughs> like, and like, you know, like you just, like they're putting like some crazy ass, like hateful shit, but like I know them. Like I know, like, you know, like I know who they are. Like I know, you know, and, and so like it just, you're right, I think it just, it confuses you and like it, it like, it puts you in this place where like you're, you're, you know, you get negative and like just go down this rabbit hole and, like start getting yeah. like you know, cynical and nihilistic and like I gotta figure out ways to like 
control that a little bit better. But I can't lie, it has it did cross my mind. This like it's like man, it's like you know, is this like the right country for my kids? Which is insane to say because like mm. you know, the last I mean, generation came over here for because of basically the same question, right? Sure, but you know, you know, that's the way that things are leaning. So it's really not that insane to think well there has to be something better than what this is offering but there's enough i don't know i think there's still enough other things you know disconnecting from that conversation is how i manage to stay afloat in all this like that's how i do it i only care when those people start acting on that shit it's really easy to like throw a whole bunch of like bravado behind an internet statement but yeah. you know well, when, when people start living their daily life the internet around it then i pay more attention because then it's like okay this is not just some random thing you're doing to get attention or approval of a weird group of people this is how you really behave and that's fucked up you can't be that yeah, way no doubt well let me just say cheers i don't you know cheers to, to you guys cheers cheers to the great state of west virginia still my home i don't give a fuck I had it's a beautiful it's a beautiful state. It's, that it's, part it's makes a, me want wonder, to be back it's a there. One, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Wonderful people. And there's some wonderful people there. There's, Not all there, of them are horrible. You know, there's some really cool and interesting people doing really crazy, cool sure. things. And like, like you can't yeah. say that about everywhere in this country. There's too many yep. damn places in this country that like, you could be anywhere. You could be in Boise. You could be in wherever, and you're. It doesn't matter. You're when you're in West Virginia, like you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what do we got left? Album. I mean, we've got we've got three cuts. We got um, three cuts. Like we so, should do a we should do a rating. We should do a rating. Yeah, we can do a rating. And, and also, good. like maybe, I, you know, I don't know. Well, the other ahead. thing I was gonna say is, do you have a single? So I, I think we briefly talked about it. Do you have a single and do you have a B side? Yeah. I know it's kind of throwing it for a loop. Like, yeah. do you have do you have this song that you feel like? never hearing it before it plays on the radio and you go out and buy the single and do you have a song that you're happy to find is a, like a weird b-side yeah good great great question um, yeah oh good for me i think i already said it i think the single that actually came out is the right single out of sight yeah. out of mind it's two and a half minutes long it's got the groove it's got the energy especially for when it came out like 96 I would have loved to have seen a song like Far Far Away as the B-side. Like a little that, sad yeah, sad little gem. That's fun. Sad little gem as a B-side would make sense to me. Yeah. Toma? I'm going to agree with Alonzo in that, you know, the Out of Sight was the obvious single and like clearly it belongs there, but if it wasn't, just for shits and giggles, and I've yeah. had to pick a different one, I would go uh -huh. with Someday Soon because I can. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> um, because if I heard that out, I would just kind of you know it's one of those ones that some of the other songs that I really like, it takes a minute, right? My favorite part doesn't come up for a while, you know. It's buried in the middle of the song. It's not immediate, but someday soon is something that like if I hear like you know the first little bit of it, and I'm just like already kind of on board, you know. So I would pick that as an alternative single and then for a b-side oh it's tough i was gonna say 
I really like Why Would You Want to Live for that, but I might have to give honorable mention to Far, Far Away, too, which I, I obviously love that song. It's one of my favorite on the whole albums, but those yeah, are my choices for a B-side. And and don't feel limited to your cut for mm-hmm. the, the, the album. All right, good. So I, I think you're right in, in terms of, like, getting everyone's attention out of sight, out of mind. Really perfect single. I, However, if I had to say, like, a single that was determining the tone of the album, you know, maybe it's something a little bit more like Far, Far Away or like Forget the Flowers even. Like, I feel like there's a lot of the, there's a lot of the country. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of country that runs through this album. And, and it's hard for me, like, I don't know, to think of it as a cohesive, effort as like one trip in the studio that came out with this like wide breadth of tracks from a band that like like Jeff Tweedy comes from a place of like a very focused kind of album this feels like it's like a little bit of pop a little bit of country a little bit of like experimental folk like it's kind of all over the place so Okay, there's a song for that. What is it? I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, is that the Osmond? I think so. I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah, it's you might thing. be. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe like the Far, Far Away is the single and like Red Eyed and Blue or Sunken Treasure are the B-side. And that ends up being like a very... Like, that sells it to an alt country crowd that maybe exists now or maybe existed like 10 years ago that uh, um, that the, probably didn't exist in like, I feel when this comes out yeah I think the only thing I feel like far far away is dead as an a side like like in terms of like radio play right yeah like yeah but uh, but also like the thing with out of sight out of mind is that it like it's it's a good radio single, but I don't know if it takes you into the Wilco zone that is the Wilco zone. Yes. Right? Like yeah. whereas Far Far Away is like a really incredibly well written song, the arrangement's great, it's right. catchy, and it tells you like by and large, this is the sound you're gonna get. There's gonna be some variation through the album. Yeah. This is the sound that you get. But but I will say this, this was the nineties. Right and and you know again like in the nineties, like you had the single that sounded like nothing like the other nineteen tracks on the twenty dollar album that you were getting. Right. You know? Right. So it wouldn't it wouldn't like blow like it wouldn't have blown me away to hear a song like this, not hear too many other songs like this on the record. No, this is true. In the, like in that time. like at the at the time like out of sight out of mind is the biggest single because it's the thing that is most cohesive to what's playing on the radio but in terms of like if I want to hear a song that tells me what it is that I'm about to spend $20 on it's far far away and it still convinces me to buy the album alright okay so let's do some ratings if I can begin uh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it I'm going to go with my heart and my heart tells me 4 or 5 stars and I think it's the kickoff album for Wilco, for real. Like they had their first album, but I think this is the one that, this is the one that like, basically let everyone know that they weren't what, you know, they weren't the other guys and they weren't what they were before or whatever. 
first album with Jay Bennett, and he was a big part of the next two albums that like also kind of established their sound. But more than that, like these last two weeks of like being with the album a lot, like were really it was nice. It was just nice. It's nice to turn it on. Yeah. It's nice to listen to the songs. It's nice to get into the songs. Like a couple of songs that I forgot here that you know they're gonna go into the sort of ever rotating playlists of my mind so so yeah four stars yeah Thelma I'm giving three and a half just because there are a lot there are a solid block of songs on here I really love but they're also balanced out by like you know a handful of ones that uh, don't do a lot for me so what are you gonna do yeah I like that you went with the EP cut I, I respect that a lot. I feel like if I if they were long enough to do five tracks, I could get like three or four different styles of albums out of this one two disc album. Like there are the experimental songs that lead to Yankee Foxtrot, there are the country songs that lead back to Uncle Tupelo, there are the like Beatles songs you know whether they be octopus garden inspired or you know all song there's a lot of beetles in the the happy melodies so yeah cool all right wait wait, what was Uh, it so what was your rating oh you didn't do your rating yet sorry what what was your rating tell oh 3.5 3.5 cool uh mine I think I end up going back to four, like, in terms of, like, yeah, I've been walking around the house singing every track, like, whether it's out loud or in my head, like, I have a lot of enjoyment that I still from this album. I don't think it's a perfect album by any means, but it's one that I repeatedly go back to. And I, so, yeah, being there is a four star all right okay shit i think we did it man i think we did it all right okay take us out ryan you know thanks thanks for joining us those of you that have yet to do so you know go check out wilgo's being there and let it take you down a rabbit in whatever of the many directions thank you yeah